museum is now open. Visitors are reminded that children are our future. Treat them well and let them lead the way. Thank you. So this is where it was? Yes. Look, we shouldn't be here too long. The toxin levels are still reading very high. I can't believe this shattered post-apocalyptic desert used to be Badgerland. Legends say they had millions of badgers, all under one roof. I guess that's what led to the accidents. Can you imagine what it must have been like? The greatest badger-themed attraction in the history of the world. Over there, the Badger Mac Cinema. That pile of rubble must once have been the Badgerarian restaurant. And do you think that ruin, could it have been the Badger Koozie? Shush, can you hear that? Eerie, isn't it? Uh, no, it's Kevin. Oh, right. <laughs> well, Kevin, we better get out of here. They say not all the badgers died. They say some still roam this place. Half alive, half living. <laughs> Badger zombies. Hang on, what's that over there? What, that unfeasibly large building? The building so infinitely huge it could almost encompass everything? Yes! Oh, that, that's, that's just the museum of everything. Right, cheers, cheers and thanks and cheers and thanks and cheers and thanks and cheers. Okay, we are very pleased to welcome you back to the Museum of Everything. As you well have noticed, we have been shut for multi-million pound renovations, uh, but that's all finished. And I think we'd all agree that the new purple lino is a right beauty. <laughs> Improvements have also been made to the gift, gift shop. In that it now covers the size of approximately 12 football pitches. And that's just the shelves displaying fudge. <laughs> Word of warning, as you move around the museum, you may see several scruffy, pale-faced, desperate-looking wasters staring mournfully at their own navels. Don't be alarmed, they are just novelists. Uh, however, do not approach them, they can be dangerously self-obsessed. Indeed, you see, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that the museum is hosting a festival of book. Or a book festival, if you will. I won't, but you may. So, for those of you with a literary bent, bent no pun intended, or made, there will be <laughs> plenty of book-related activities. There will be book discussions, book readings, book signings. Book burnings and some colouring in. So, something for everyone, whether you enjoy reading books, collecting books, or simply adorning them with the image of a phallus. <laughs> so do enjoy your day, and as you're browsing, particularly any of the newer books, our authors have asked that you resist the temptation to break any spines. Yeah, we did have three novelists hospitalised yesterday in some of the most vicious attacks we've seen at this museum since the uh, 
Daily Mail Ideal Asylum Seekers Exhibition <laughs> last May. Cheers, Anne. Cheers, Anne. The Clairvoyance and Psychics Convention is meeting in... Um, hang on, it's coming through. It's, it's a room. It's upstairs. It, it might be downstairs. It's, it's on a day of the week. <laughs> Definitely with a Y in it. And uh, it's, it's run by a man. I think his name's Bob. Or it could be Michael. But he's definitely someone's uncle. Yeah. Does that make sense? It will. Afternoon, sir. Afternoon. You enjoying the aquarium this afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing things, aren't they, fish? You got a favourite? Uh, those angelfish are quite nice. Do you want them? Fiver. <laughs> what? Nothing, sir. Amazing, aren't they? Well, yeah, that one at the back's huge. You much of an angler? What? Do you fish, mate, for the fish? Sorry, I'm not getting too technical, am I? <laughs> well, I fished a bit as a kid. Right. Mainly British fish, was it? Trout, pike, the old stickleback? Yeah, I never really caught much. I'll let you catch a stingray for eight quid. <laughs> what? All right, keep it down. Listen, mate, we're both grown men. Do you like tuna? Really fresh tuna. Sport fish, great fun to land. You'll feel like Ernest Hemingway. Look, I just came to look at nature, OK? Take some home with you, sir. Look, you like fishing, I've got fish. You run an aquarium. I'll let you into a secret. That's how I got all the fish. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wouldn't be offering this sort of thing if I ran a petting zoo, you know. Hello, mate, do you want to kill a rabbit? Actually, if you do, I've got a mate who can sort you out. <laughs> I don't want to kill a rabbit. That's good. Stay focused. It's the fish you're after. Slowly, slowly, catchy marlin. Come on, mate, eh? For ten quid, it's just you, Annette, and the seahorse tank. No questions asked. I don't want to catch any fish. Turtle soup. Oh, tell me you didn't just offer me a turtle. They're endangered, aren't they? Not with your attitude, mate. No, safe as houses. <laughs> Look, I can see you're not into the angling, sir. No, I'm not. All right, then, listen. Here's my final offer. I don't normally do this, but I can see you're a man of certain tastes. I'll get you a pair of trunks and a snorkel. You can wrestle a squid. If you win, you get to take it home. No, thank you. Oh, come on, mate. I'm doing my best here. Look, I don't know what sort of budget you've got. I might be able to pull a few strings and, well, look, for 250 quid and a flight to Florida, I can get you a harpoon gun and two minutes alone with Shamu. 250 quid to kill a whale? All right, 200. It's a deal. <laughs> Please, following me and keeping fingers to ourselves, we now enter the Great Hall. Up there is the Great Landing, over there on the Great Wall is the Great Mantle, and beneath that the Great Great. <laughs> Do keep up at the back, please. It's bad enough to have Bagshot Grange full of foreigners and cagoules without people wandering off to finger my knickknacks, thank you. <laughs> This isn't Thorpe Parks, it is a private house forcibly open to the public after the Great Lloyd's insurance crash of the 1980s, costing us some £4.8 million in payments to nasty people who claim to have been injured by asbestos. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't like asbestos, then don't eat it. <laughs> I don't, and I'm fine. Now, we are standing at the foot of the Great Staircase, which was erected by my great-great-grandfather in 1812. The house, of course, had been built in 1612, so the first 200 years were marked by a series of nasty falling incidents from the upper floors. <laughs> right here, where we now stand, you can still see a monocle, a pipe, and some moustache hair embedded in the oak floor, all of which belong to the Duchess of Woking. 
which she left to and in the house after her stay and fall in 1798. You can see a portrait of the Duchess on the wall over there. <laughs> Mingin, I think, is the phrase. Now, please don't touch anything in here. Working-class skin is significantly more porous than that of the reading classes and is rather inclined to germs, grease, and pilfering, thank you. Ah, hello down there. Giving another tour of the Great Hall, are you there? Yes, Geoffrey. Have they seen the Great Grace? Of course. And the Great Mantle, the Great Step, the Great Door, and the... <laughs> the Great Knockers. Geoffrey, don't be smutty. They've seen plenty. In fact, the only thing they've yet to see is a worthless disabled old Burke in a wheelchair. But here you are, Geoffrey. Yes, dear. Geoffrey is a sort of husband of mine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was he who signed us up for unlimited liability at the Lloyd's, wasn't it, Geoffrey? Right so, my dear, yes. Like a red rag to a bull, that is. Unlimited liability. The insurance equivalent of telling New Age travellers you'll be away for the weekend. Yes, dear, um... The National Trust phoned again, and they say that if a visitor has bought a ticket, you're really not allowed to shoot them for trespassing. <laughs> Jeffrey, I despise you. Right-o. Uh, hope you enjoy your tour, everyone. Jeffrey, uh, why don't you come down? I'm getting a crick in my neck talking to you. Right-o. On the old stairlift. Mm. Uh, oh, yes, uh, the stairlift. I'm afraid Jeffrey's got a thing for the deceased Thora Heard and resolutely refuses to descend using the tea tray luge method I suggested after seeing the Winter Olympics. Do hurry up, Geoffrey. Yes, dear. The lift seems to be playing up a bit. Um, did you fix it? Oh, yes, I fixed it, Geoffrey. You <laughs> people near the bottom might want to move a little to your left. You've not been at the gears again, have you, dear? Geoffrey, the very oh. idea. Seriously, you lot move. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, my legs. Oh, oh, how very embarrassing. Oh, Jeffrey, do get up and stop making a scene, will you? Following me, just step over him if he's in the way. For those of you wishing to see the world's largest slinky, it is now on display on floor seven. Oh, six, a five, a four. Oh, it stopped. Give it a prod. On floor three. <laughs> Darling, tea! Coming, Mum. Are you still building that model boat up there? It's not just a boat, Mum. It's the cutty sark. Well, do hurry up, darling. You are 43. Yes, in News Agents Now, an amazing new magazine collection. Build the life-size cutty sark. I love the cutty sark, best of all the teakwood books. For no reason at all, Build the Life-Size Cutty Sark grows over 140 weekly parts into a fascinating and informative one-to-one -one scale model of the Cutty Sark. Issue One's magazine comes with a free magazine and a magazine explaining the history behind the magazine. For an introductory price of just 99p, regular price £100, start building straight away with Issue One's free gift, a 30-foot wooden mast and poop deck. The life-size cutty saw. A bit of Greenwich in your bedroom. <laughs>
Hello, I'm here for my interview. Ah, yes, you must be Mr... Budgie, Budgie the Badger. Uh, it's Mr Hudson, isn't it? Yes, but I prefer Budgie the Badger. Right, Mr Hudson, now you have been referred to me by my colleague, Miss Brahms, and according to your notes, you've been claiming benefits now for 11 months. Now, yes. Mr Hudson, have you been actively seeking employment? Yes. Where? Up and down the hedgerow, just a short snuffle from my set. Yes. Uh, I see from your file that you were the park mascot at Badgerland. There's millions of badgers all under one roof. It's called Badgerland, Badgerland, Badgerland! <laughs> when did Badgerland get shut down? The first time. No, when was it finally closed? Oh, uh, last year. May, I think it was, yes. It must have been May because my family were thrown out of our flat by bailiffs in June. Then my wife left with the children in September. Poor Badgie. <laughs> so what have you done to seek employment since then? Oh, I've been for lots of interviews. Oh, that's good. Where? Uh, Stoke World, uh, Ferret Park, Vole Valley and uh, Shrew Express. <laughs> no one's hiring mascots at the moment. Have you thought about doing something other than dressing as a giant badger? No. What about... No. Well, I just... No. Well, it's... No. It's my only skill. Look, if... <laughs> if no one's hiring badger-themed mascots at the moment, you're going to have to try your hand at something else. Well, I think you mean poor. Try my poor at something Mr. else. Mr Hudson, <laughs> I will stop your benefit payments if I don't think you're making a real effort to find work. When's Badgerland going to reopen? I could do that. Listen, I don't think Badgerland is going to reopen. There's the mutated bovine TB for a start, the appalling safety record. I mean, wasn't it Badgerland where that little girl lost a finger? Clumsy, clumsy Badgie. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get you an appointment at the local bus depot. They're looking for drivers. Badgie can't drive a bus! No, seriously, mate, I, I can't see out the badger head properly. <laughs> it would be lethal! <laughs> Look, you have to accept that Badgerland is closed, for good, and you can no longer expect to make a living as a badger. Are you trying to bait me? No. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to accept that the days of Badgerland are over. It's finished. It's shut. Permanently. Badgerland is coming. Pardon? Badgerland is coming. 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 Badgerland is coming! Have you finished? Yes. <laughs> Now, look, I know that you're good at working with kids. Oh, yes, I am, yes. So I'm going to suggest you for an opening as a crossing guard outside a school. What? Stopping traffic? Helping people cross the road? Yes. Do I look like a bloody zebra, mate? Yes. <laughs> Just a quick reminder that as part of our literary festival, TV historian Becky Gorecki is in the museum bookshop signing copies of her book, Making History More Interesting. Yeah, right. Why not go along and meet her? Hello, hello. Well done. Book signing, is it? Well done. Safety first. Sign those, will you? Bosh. Crikey, that's quite a big pile of books. One apiece for the chaps at the Rugger Club. So who do I sign it to? Uh, Harry Henry, Georgie Badger, Shabnam Gatman, Grunter Munter, Minji, Tinky Winky, Lala, Dipsy and Poe. As you know, Poe can't read. <laughs> Quite right. Okay, so to Harry and Henry. Have to say, bloody good book. Thanks. Very historical. 
Yes, well, it's about history. Is it? Haven't read it, probably. Lots of pictures of you, though. Pretty, pretty. Damn fine, Billy. Potty, totty. Lovely lady. Top rack. Steady. <laughs> yeah, well, I like to think I'll be judged on how good a historian I am and not on what I look like. Fair enough. Still, you are very pretty. Yummy mummy. <laughs> of course, no point being pretty and clever if you're a filly. One or other of those is going to go to waste. Do you actually have any interest in history at all? Divorce, beheaded, died. Divorce, beheaded, survived. <laughs> Henry VIII. There's a chap I'd like to play drinking games with down the rugger club. Last chap to behead his wife has to down his pint. Choppy necky pipe pipe. Fat king. King fat. Steady. Larious. <laughs> well, there you go. All signed. Love a good book. Finally managed to finish Johnny Wilkinson's autobiography. Good old Johnny. Oh, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, 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 Johnny Wilkinson's autobiography. Well done, Johnny. Uh, yes, well, I should really get on and sign some other books. I'll tell you what's a bloody good read. Da Vinci Code. Dan Brown. Short chapters. Holy Grail. Bad prose. Toilet paper. Yup. <laughs> read that on the plane home from Valdezair. Now that is a cracking adventure. Mary Magdalene buried under the Louvre. Who'd have thought? Whoops, giving it away. <laughs> Oil tending. Bad form. Silly twit. Twilly sit. Spoon up. Look, I'm sorry, but there's quite a big queue building up now. I really need to sign some more books. Of course. Silly me. Don't let us stop you. Sign on. Ignore us. Tally-ho. What's your name? Dave. To Dave. Lots of love. Oh, lucky fella. Well done. In there. Saucy. Look, I've asked nicely. You're now being very annoying and quite offensive. Can you please move on? Strict nanny. Yep. <laughs> You don't need to tell us twice. Yeah, but I have. Good point. Right. Let's go and put this little lot on eBay. What? I thought you said they were all your friends. No, nope, made them all up. I'm afraid we are quite crushingly lonely. All alone. So off to eBay it is. Fine copy. Mark up. Filthy Lucas. Cash in. Tidy profit. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Well done. Bloody lonely. No friends. Quite desperate. Fun <laughs> Right, cheers and thanks then, cheers. Cheers and thanks right. and cheers, right. Ladies and gents, the final part of the tour today is somewhat inevitably an audiovisual experience. But it does guarantee that the only exit you have after the ride is via the... Gift, gift shop. shop. Where you can buy a book of gatefold postcards featuring pictures of Chichester Cathedral, dinosaur skeletons and mollusks. mollusks. <laughs> This audiovisual ride will be taking you on a journey through the fictional characters of local author Thomas Queasley. Who I'm sure you all have heard of. Nope. nope. Yeah, me neither, right? <laughs> Queasley was famous, of course, for being the worst-selling author in Victorian Britain. And for punching Charles Dickens so hard in the face that his beard fell off. <laughs> Now, we are going to lower the bar. That refers to the safety rail and to the fact that, as with all audiovisual displays, you will be treated like morons. <laughs> so keep your hands inside the car. But off each other. No petting. Heavy, light or medium. And start the ride! Hello there. I am Thomas Queasley. Welcome to my study. Please excuse me while I finish my latest book. Then she went to the workhouse and died. The end! Ah, that deserves a nap, I think. Yawn! Perhaps I shall dream of the many characters I created and thus tell you all my life story. Yeah, I reckon I will. So 
sleepy, 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 sleepy. Where am I? What busy street is this? In Queenslian, not Dickensian, but Queenslian, London. And who is this young fella a pick in the pocket? Hello, Thomas Queensley. Remember me? You wrote me to life by Jiminy. I'm fresh out of the pages of your first big book. You remember, don't you? The one where a little orphan boy joins a gang of picky pockets, then moves in with an older man with bugger's grips, who says he's family. It came out just after Charles Dickens published Oliver Twist. But yous and I know there ain't no connection between the two. There wasn't. I didn't even read Oliver Twist. I couldn't. It was rubbish. I barely skimmed through it. That's what I'm saying. And in any case, it never went to court. My name? Oh, my name is the Crafty Bodger. Bullshot! Bullshot! I better go! It's old Bill Dykes! Bill Dykes! The villain of my novel, Tolliver Fist! That's right! He'll go on and thrash me to within an inch of me little cockney life with his belt if he finds me here! Bullshot! Where are you, boy? Why, here's old Squeezley, as large as life's. Damns you, Thomas Queasleys. You's maids me a villains, and you's gaves me the most impossible ways of speakings is. Ain't <laughs> you never heard the real cockney speakings like? I oughts to do you in, you old plagiarists. But I'm off to lovingly beat seven shades of hell out of my darling singing missus. Wait, wait, I must tell you, I never stole off Oliver Twist. The judge said there was insufficient evidence. Evidence! 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 Uh, case dismissed. A court of law? Which novel is this? So many of my books ended in court. And not just in the narrative. <laughs> Mr. Queasley! Why, yes. Presenting myself to you, sir. You know me as Bumhunger. Scrofulous Bumhunger? Late of Bumhunger Abbey. The very same, sir. <laughs> You created my kindly but ample girth and jovial laugh <laughs> to provide comic relief in your second major work. Ah, yes, the Piss Week Papers. <laughs> as you say, sir, as you say, and sir, should that old crotchet Chucky Dickens, sir, ever bring you to court, sir, it would be an honour, sir, to represent you, sir. My card, sir, I am, sir, of course, a lawyer with the firm Bumhunger, 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 Bumhunger and Crabs. <laughs> if, sir, I cannot do it, then, sir, surely my son, sir, surely will, sir. Just ask for Bumhunger the Younger, sir. Farewell, sir. Farewell, Bumhunger. Farewell. Farewell, my fat, fat friend. Oh, but what is this frightening old house? Which of my characters lives here? Who dares to enter? It's a scary old lady in a dusty wedding dress. That's the last time I dug cheese in my cocoa. <laughs> Come here, boy. Do not fear me. I am Miss Hand Shandy. From your novel, Low Expectations. Oh, yes. 
I wrote you in 1861. Yes, shortly after you were arrested for breaking into Charles Dickens's house and stealing his notebook. It never came to court. Come here, boy. Come here. Closer. Closer still. A bit closer. A little bit more. Closer. A little bit more. Right, we're touching now. Just a bit closer. Right. Now give us a kiss. Yes. You're 300 years old and covered in cobwebs. I feel physically sick. But tell me, whatever became of young Flip? Don't you remember? You gave him quite a surprise about who his secret benefactor was. Oh, yes. I made him a pre-op tranny. <laughs> Crikey, I was on the Lordnum that day. I remember finishing that book in 1862, just before Easter. Easter, Easter, Easter. Easter. Accounting house. The calendar on the wall says Good Friday. But where are the bunnies, the eggs, and the Easter bonnets? Ah, I think this might be home to my most famous creation. Ebony geezer squeege. Easter, bah, murray mints. Murray mints to Easter, I say. A waste of eggs it is. I'll no be troubled by Easter, bah, murray mints. Or so you fought, eh, Squeege? Until I wrote you to my best and most cautionary tale, an Easter sing-song. Uh, yeah. oh, it must be Easter morning. Uh, I've been visited by three bunnies. <laughs> the bunny of Easter past, Easter future, and Easter egg. And they showed me the error of my Easter-hating ways. I hope I've no missed the big egg hunt. We wish you a very Easter. We wish you a very Easter. We wish you a very Easter. And a good Friday. You boy, is that very large Easter egg still in the shop? You mean the one as big as me? I do, yes. Full of gooey caramel and honeycomb. Aye, here's a guinea. Go and buy it. Yeah, it's Easter Sunday. Shop shut, isn't it? <laughs> well, go to the 24-hour garage and get a pack of mini-eggs instead. Hurrah! Enough, my characters, enough. I must awake from my sleep now, as my story is ended. You will often hear people say that if Charles Dickens were alive today, he would probably be writing for EastEnders or Coronation Street. Whereas I like to think I would apply my talents to something that makes people truly happy. Like the links on You've Been Framed. <laughs> Thank you for watching me sleep. A heavily abridged compendium of my books is available in the gift shop for three ninety nine. It's set to the music of Enigma. <laughs> and read by Michael Crawford, OBE. It wasn't the best of times, <laughs> but it wasn't the worst of times neither. <laughs> what a treat! Ditch that to kids! Bye! That was the Museum of Everything, written and performed by Marcus Brigstock, Danny Robbins and Dan Tetzel with Lucy Montgomery. Original music by Dominic Haslam and Ben Walker. The producer was Alex Walsh-Taylor.
need to panic. There is no fire. Thank you. This is a staff announcement. I think they bought it. Quick out the back, she's gonna blow!